I'm Jimmy Alexander, and welcome to Out With Jimmy. It's a podcast where members of the LGBTQ community can share their coming out stories with you. And as always, I ask if you haven't written us a review on, um, on Apple Podcasts, I ask you, please do it, please, especially now. Uh, do that. Give us uh, as many stars as you can. I really appreciate it. Also, for you, uh, click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. This week, as you can tell, is a special episode of Out With Jimmy, meaning special. I'm in my house using the very professional uh, Apple uh, AirPods. And uh, our guest is the guest from last week, and I thought it would be a perfect time to have him back. It's Ed Stern. Ed, welcome. Thank you, Jimmy. It's a long time no see. I know, I know. And I really appreciate the fact that you would uh, join us from your home. Um, and we should mention, Ed is not only a broadcaster uh, at WPFW 89.3 on Inside Out Radio that you can hear Tuesdays at 2 o'clock uh, on that radio station. Also, uh, he's a uh, psychiatric nurse. Uh, you have a background in emergency room, and you were a um, also EMT, right, in your career? Yeah, I kind of done a few things. I've been an EMT, paramedic, uh emergency and trauma nurse and uh, for the past couple of years I've been doing psychiatric nursing. Well I appreciate you joining us and I thought it would be a good time to talk to you about uh, the stress of what we're going through with this uh, coronavirus. Um, it's keeping everybody home. Self-isolation is something that we would never have uh, thought of other than something that maybe you would hear uh, be at a kink con uh, convention. Um, and now <laughs> Uh, now, uh, it's on everybody's tip of their tongue, yeah. and there's a lot of people who, maybe you have, um, you're married and you have kids, or maybe you're home alone and you haven't left the house, right. and it does drive you a little crazy. So I thought we would talk to you about um, ways that maybe you know that, uh-oh, I don't feel good, I feel depression coming in, uh, especially with how many people are either furloughed or have lost their jobs. And not only are you worried about maybe catching this or a relative catching it, but then you feel isolated at home and lonely, and now you're worried about finances. So I know that uh, I thought you'd be a good person to talk to about those things. Well, thanks. Um, I'm certainly not the only expert out there in, in the industry, but um, you know, I think you mentioned a couple of things. Um, I think the first thing that I like to say is, is that you know we the phrase isolation as a nurse, that means something very specific, very clinical to me. Um, but a lot of people are feeling isolated. Uh, and I think what's, what's hugely important here to understand is, is that shy of if you are actually physically too sick or too unable to, you know, you don't have to be isolated. First and foremost, we have to understand that, you know, we have this massively powerful amount of technology in front of us called the internet and all of the devices that we have that are connected to it um, that we don't have to isolate. We don't have to feel if we're that person who lives alone. Um, we don't have to feel like we are alone. Um, you know, there are so many things uh, that, that we, can, we can do to, to broaden our horizons in a different way. Um, my brother who, who lives in Michigan, I, you know, I have to love him. We were joking early on about, um, <laughs> we were joking about his, uh, you know, can I get toilet paper? And he's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a crazy book reader. Um, and he had, he and his wife have shelves and shelves and shelves of books at home. Um, I don't think, I mean, I think 
I, you know, I came into his family at a, at a later stage in my life, and I don't think I've ever seen him get rid of a book that, that he has ever read. And um, we were discussing, he was like, you know, I might need to start thinking about the books I like less. You know, that, oh, right? that is like the ultimate right? Sophie's choice. Oh my God, it's such a sacrifice. And then I'm dying to find out at some point, hope it never gets that bad for him, but I'm dying to find out at some point what the first book was. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's not about isolation. It's about, you know, use a telephone, reach out to people the old school way, talk to friends, talk to family, talk to them longer than, you know, hey, I'm just making dinner. I can't, can I kind of call you later? shove them on speaker and talk to them about the dinner talk you know get get some recipe tips do all sorts of other things and more than just texting right more yeah. than just texting right texting is is still i mean it's 2020 texting is is part of our life but it is it is a different form of communication stick your family on the counter we've been wanting to do that for years right you know <laughs> stick them on the counter stick them on speaker phone you know, making, making sauce or, or whatever it is you're doing, share recipes, uh, you know, if you have access to higher end technology and, you know, you want to do a group conference, uh, you know, do a group conference, um, free softwares that are out there, you know, Duo and um, Google Hangouts and, you know, uh, some of these others are all doing, you know, they've changed their tech so that you can have more than one face-to-face -face conversation. You can have multiple. Um, last night, so <laughs> Jimmy, this week was my birthday. Talk about feeling isolated. You know, it's not yeah. a big one. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like one of those in the middle. I mean, unfortunately it puts me closer to that, you know, that risk factor age that, that we're talking about with COVID, but you know, 56 years old is still young, still healthy. Um, you know, I'm talking to you now from my home studio and I'm standing. So I figure that's a pretty big you know, thing. Um, but you just wanted to point out again that you look professional and I'm sitting here with earbuds and, um, you know, you have a bigger microphone and I'm speaking into it's my not the computer. size of the microphone, Jimmy. It's how you use it. Uh -huh. <laughs> so Thanks, I'm gonna leave, Ed. I'm going to leave it for you like that, Jimmy. Ed, can I ask you this? Sure. There's probably a lot of people who have so many worries, rightfully so, and I'm not taking yes. diminishing that, and they're not verbalizing them to anybody they're inside it's all inside their head and they're lying in bed at night and they can't fall asleep because they have so many worries and so many uh, uh panic attacking mm -hmm. um causing uh images and visions in their head what should they do sorry i had to adjust i'm you know you don't know if i'm wearing pants below this this beautiful image or not but i i do have something that was <laughs> that was actually sliding down so sorry um yeah, so, you know, the, the um, it's a great question, Jimmy. What, you know, the anxiety is building, right? We're we're either we're either seeing the anxiety build because of, you know, we're watching press conferences or we're watching some other person on Facebook saying something that we don't agree with, or or you know, all of these other things. Um, I actually found myself doing the same thing, and this is my profession, right? I tell people how to decompress, how to you know, live in the moment kinds of stuff, mindfulness and all these other kinds of things. And so I found myself spinning um, and I found myself getting sucked into the, what I call the Facebook vortex for me. Uh, and so there, there's a variety of things that we can do. Um, first of all, the, the, 
it seems kind of counterintuitive, but but put that stuff that's that's the the cause away for a little bit. You know, this uh, what we're seeing happening right now with COVID nineteen is you know it's a constantly evolving thing. Unfortunately, we know the we know the direction these numbers are going to go right now. We hope they level off. We you know we will see it. But Ed, I want to warn you, um, something's about to happen here as you're talking about this. Um, this is everybody. This is come here. This is Nixon. As as <laughs> my little set here, there, there he is. is. So I see. If him, you yeah. hear barking, it's because okay, that's fine. Nixon has decided to join uh, the podcast. So we're going to go talk ahead, about Ed. Nixon and 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 everything. I'm sure at some point. But I so I think you know for starters, put the problem away for a little bit. Take the electronics. Take Facebook. Take whatever it is. Put it aside change your direction which will help you change what's going on right we are stuck we are stuck being being distanced from people but we are not literally stuck in the room in front of the the technology we have not yet been put on lockdown in you know in the tri-state area some people who listen to your podcast might be so if you if it's not restrictive if you can get outside get outside or at the very least, open the window and stick your head out it. You know, if if you're fortunate enough to have a window that's large enough for you to stick your head out, or please just your head, not yes, other don't. parts of your body. You know, I mean, I think these are the things that you can do. Be become, you know, that's when you pick up the phone or pick up, you know, face you know, FaceTime or something, and and change the mental direction that you're going. Take a break from it. If you're spinning further out of control and your friends can't help distract you, help give you that mindfulness of, of being in the moment with them and thinking, you know, in, in the positive sense, then, you know, if, if breaking the cycle doesn't work, then you have to try other things. And is that, you know, um, uh, a friend of mine sent me uh, some still images of him doing home yoga. Um, they were cute. I'll say say that much about them, but you know they, what website were you on anyway? <laughs> no, story. no, it was actually and this is like when I say friend, it was like an actual friend. You know, were like, you on an OnlyFans page? Is that are you <laughs> it was calling not them fans? OnlyFans? It was okay. not Grinder. It was not Scruff. I we actually met through one of those, but it's a different story. Happens. You know, I mean, I think I do something to to disengage from that. Um, I, I did a party last night, you know, it was, it was my, it was my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. Just, like me, I, uh, you won't offend Ed with cash as a yeah, guest. Yeah, I'll take it. I want to talk about cash in a second, but you know, I mean, I think that the, um, you know, I, I have a paid zoom account, uh, for, for work. Um, I had 30 people join me in a virtual room and we, we celebrated, we, we, I'm sure it was birthday based you know, that was my excuse to get people together. But it was the first time I've had a party with 30 people in my house that I didn't have to clean a bathroom. You know? um, <laughs> Before and after. And, right, exactly. Or worry that they're going to steal my toilet paper. You know, <laughs> I mean, these are all important things. You know, use the, use the technology that you have available to change your mm -hmm. mental state. Um, there's great apps uh, that, you know, that you can get. Um, there's one called the seven minute workout, you know, that just there's, you know, I've got, I've got different apps that, you know, that are like mindfulness apps that pop up on my, on my phone every once in a while that give me a reminder to take a break. 
to frankly get off my ass, like I said, I'm at a standing desk right now, right? To get off my ass, to change my direction, to do things physically, mentally that help change that direction. On the downside, if you have family that's suffering, if you're suffering, you know, you use your resources, use your friends, use your, use your connections to at least talk about it. We can't always fix it, but we can talk about it. And I said before, I wanted to talk about cash, not because I need it, not yet anyway. Um, but, you know, think about uh, for those of, us, those of us that are here in the DC metro area, and I know that they're doing this in other parts of the country. I was talking to some of my friends last night at this party. So, you know, we have, we have servers, uh, restaurant personnel that are out of work. And because they're out of work, they are getting no money, absolutely no money. And um, what some very ingenious people did here in the D.C. area is they put together a shared list on Google Docs of all of the servers from all of the bars. Oh, and that's great. It's amazing. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to pitch it here in a second because those people who, you know, who have the means to help, I think, deserve it. But, you know, I think the thing that's just fascinating about it is like, this is awesome. And, you know, I'm I'm excited by it. But what really just totally blew my mind is, I, you know, this is nice that they're doing this. This is great. You know, they're putting their names, um, how to how to be able to call it. It's called a, a virtual tip jar. Um, you know, their, their PayPal account and Venmo is, you know, info is on there. If you want to send them a buck or two, you know, if you have the means to do that, if you're still fortunate enough to be working in this, you know, in this kind of new remote world. Um, but I was like, oh, hey, you know what, this is really kind of cool. And then last night, I was like, I wonder how many are on it. And so I started scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And it turns out that there are, let me see how many are there right um, there's about 4,700 and change people on this, on this list. Yeah, it, it broke my heart uh, recently. One of uh, the former guests we've had on the show, uh, Mullins. Oh, yeah. Mullins is a performer who is as charismatic and talented guy. Mm -hmm. And um, he moved to New York shortly after we recorded his episode. And he went to New York to be a performer. Oh. And it broke my heart when I saw his post about, you know, like, uh-oh, now he's out of work, living in the most expensive place in the country. Sure. And I hope that he is on that, too. Yeah, I, um, we could certainly look. I mean, these are, these are D.C.-based people. Okay. Um, but I'm sure there's a similar kind of list floating around, um, you know, New York. I think uh, I'll make sure that you have the link if you want to. Thank you, you know, very much. You want to um, include it in any way, but I bet you if you kind of Googled, you know, DC for virtual chip, tip jar or whatever your name, you know, city is, there's probably similar things like that out there. Um, you know, I am I am fortunate enough to, uh, unfortunately, fortunate enough, you know, as a psychiatric nurse, um, you know, my employers are. Are keeping me engaged. Um, I, I do still occasionally help out in, you know, um, in direct physical nursing. And um, I have, unfortunately, I have work, um, much like your husband, uh, you know, who I know is, is a nurse, and he's going in and he's working his, he's working his ass off a whole lot harder than I am. Um, I'm at least fortunate that I'm able to do a certain amount of it, you know, a certain amount of it virtually, if not most of my psychiatric work virtually. But 
you know, it, so often um, when a tragedy happens, an earthquake, a hurricane, a mm -hmm. fire, you're, um, and maybe this is an American thing, because I, I remember 9-11, and of course, so many people remember uh, what the bad people did. Correct. But I choose on that day to remember that when the fire happened, when the plane crashed, that there were people rushing into those buildings, not only firemen and rescue and police officers, but average men and women rushed in to, to save them. The people in that one flight that crashed in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. rush in to save them. Mm -hmm. And I choose to remember that day for those people. And right now, we have doctors and nurses and, and still police and fire. And I believe at the time we're recording this, 10% of police and 10% of firemen in, um, in New York have it now. Right. And then not only that is you want to say thank you to pharmacists, drugstore employees, grocery store employees, uh, the restaurants uh, that are still going in for takeout. They're still there. While we're being told, as you immensely, you immediately want to go and help people, but to help people, it's staying at home. So it's against what we normally are programmed to do to run and help to stay home. But thank you to people like you and and all the the service folks and, and medical professionals out there, really doing such an amazing job. I think you know. I think you say something you know important, Jimmy. We we are all taking taking a moment of pause we are all looking at things from you know with a new lens uh that that we have never before um and you know it's it's awakening um so many different thoughts for you know for different people uh, you had mentioned the word uh, you know depressed or depression earlier and i think you know, it's easy for me to sit here and say, you know, change your lens, move, move your focus from, from what's creating your, your angst, um, you know, to something else. Uh, it's easy for me to say, don't suck yourself into, um, you know, a deep depression. Uh, don't self-medicate it. You know, don't, don't sit there and say, let's see, I've got a wine supply. How, you know, how, how long will it last me? I mean, these are things that as a mental health nurse, I, you know, I look at things, I say, yeah, it might not be the, the healthiest. You know, but then there's a certain amount of, of realism. And I think it's important, you know, to say that we have people from all different walks of life that are, you know, that are taking on different hardships. We have people who never would have thought they would have lost their source of income, who have lost their source of income. Um, you know, executives, because businesses have run lean and they don't have money anymore. Um, you know, uh, while we have a president of this country who is talking about bailing out um the airlines and you know and, and and everything else we have individuals we have people you know we have servers we have um uh, talking to a friend of mine the other day who you know who works for a custodial company you know what people aren't going into businesses so there's nothing to clean right and so they're unemployed and and a lot of know. times that it's it's them and their their spouse sure both losing their jobs sure absolutely um, and, and even if not, even if it's just one, right, you have this sudden cut in, you know, in, in, in a revenue stream and that none of that helps. So if you're getting, if you're getting to a point where you can't change your focus, you can't step away from it because now it's a question of where's the rent check coming from? Where's my next meal coming from? You know, use the time and the energy that you have to, to look for alternative services look towards the world for you know for help 
Um, there are great uh, chat and depression and, and, and suicide hotlines and, you know, so many other things. We could list them all out here. But I mean, the point is that, you know, if you've got you've got 20 minutes left on your, you know, your internet service for this month because you're running out of bandwidth, uh, use that to find the resources that, that you have access to. Use that to reach out to friends who you can talk to. Um, even if it means that it's, you know, you're not going to use the technology and you're going you're gonna to talk to a friend through a door, you know, from six feet away, uh, step outside. I had a friend of mine who I've known for years. She's another nurse. Um, you know, we practiced physical distancing in person, uh, you know, the other day. Um, we stayed, you know, about 10 plus feet apart outside. Uh, you know, and had a chat on, on, you know, on the yard. It's, um, you know, I've seen other people do that. It's, to the best of our knowledge, it's safe. It's as personal as we can get with some people, but it's a, you know, it's a great opportunity just to look at things differently and see how we can help. Ed, and I know as your profession, um, I'm sure you talk to patients, and I'm going to ask you, Give me three or four different signs that maybe you need to talk to somebody. <clears throat> All right, got to limit it to three or four. Um, you know, I think, um, so we'll, we'll start with the big ones, right? So if you're concerned about your personal safety and self-harm, that's, you know, that, that's the absolute you need to you need to act on that you need to get some professional services and um you know help from friends and, and otherwise you know we need you talking to somebody call a crisis line um suicide prevention hotline something where um you have uh access to people who have been trained to help you doesn't mean you have to go to the hospital might not be the best place for you to be right now um but you know, you need, you need some professional intervention. If you are considering that your life isn't worth living, you need to talk to someone. That's the first thing. And, you know, as I think about it, just because I have a little bit of a gallows unit humor, right? You know, you might be a redneck when, <laughs> um, well, you know, you might be in trouble when you're wondering why life isn't, is, is worth living. I mean, this is, you know, this is my Jeff Foxworthy, if you will, of, you know, of what to do. First time Jeff Foxworthy's name's ever been mentioned on Out With Jimmy. Congratulations, Ed. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really kind of fit our model of our community, does he? No, nothing against him. It's just he's never been brought up. But go ahead. <laughs> I just pegged myself as an old white guy, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't bring up being belly ball. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> That's very true. Um, <laughs> he threw my thought process off. Um, you know, so I think, so that's the first big thing. Um, other, other signs and indicators, uh, you know, um, unable to think clearly, um, you know, when you're sitting there and, and so many thoughts are going through your head that you're not able to, you know, to think Clearly, you need to at least start with friends and if need be, you know, hit some national resources of online chats and phone numbers and, and the like. Um, 
if you are uh, having just any really deeper, darker thoughts where, you know, uh, we talked about suicide, but if you're studying, you know, you're thinking of other things that are going to give you, um, take you down to a degree of darkness where you don't really want to be. There, you know, the, the big thing we look at in, in, in my profession is, is self-harm. All of the other stuff is, you know, we're going to try things with you to, to redirect, to, to help you steer your thinking, your way of, of moving about your day differently. You know, why are you, why are you having these, these, you know, these deep thoughts? Is it because you're just spending way too much time on Facebook? Is it because you're, um, almost gaslighting yourself with that? Right? Sure. Gaslighting yourself or, or focusing and, and surrounding, you know, I'm worried about grandma. You know, um, I have a friend of mine who, um, I, you know, he's concerned so much about his grandmother. He got on an airplane because he couldn't oh. think he couldn't sleep, he, whatever. He got on an airplane to go visit and make sure that she was okay. Um, you know, the nurse in me thinks, wow. Right. You know, self-sacrifice that, you know, that, that he made, he's risking his own welfare to check up on, on grandma. The scientist in me, the, the infectious disease person in me thinks about, you know, well, if you had it, you're bringing it to her. If she That's almost it, like the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so much. And, and this is where his head is just constantly yeah. flowing around all of these things. And his answer to himself is, well, what else am I going to do? She's grandma. You know, um, I think is drinking is drinking an issue. Water? No, um, other stuff? Well, I mean, what people have all this free time on their hands, they're right. home, they could be alone. Yeah. You're passing the day by instead of having, you know, uh, you know, a cocktail, a maybe a um, smoking a, a little something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that you're yeah. that that leads to a lot during during this time. So it leads to a lot all the time. Right. I mean, I think when we think about it from the perspective of, you know, a, a cocktail, a little bit of cannabis, you know, we have kind of a new thought process on, um, you know, everything in moderation, right? You know, we're, we're all sitting on our butts a lot more. So, you know, one extra hamburger a week is, is going to show itself, um, you know, drinking too much to forget your concerns, yeah. getting so stoned to forget your concerns. Um, these are things that are not physiologically healthy. And they don't help break your your depression. Um, they can take you down a deeper road of of depression, um, and alter your thought process to what's right and wrong. Um, and so, could end up resulting in you know in you leading yourself into self harm that you hadn't thought of doing before. You know, the rational mind, irrational mind. That line gets blurred when you're putting substances in your body that are altering your thought process. So and, and, not and, a good idea. Yeah. Another issue that's going on, and you, you see people on Facebook talk about this in a joking manner, but there are a lot of us still out there who may be on dating apps and still are willing to go hook up and meet up. And it's like, what are you thinking? This is not the time. Right. Uh, uh, wow. So I mentioned before, I'm a 56-year-old man. Um, I, so if you like daddies, Ed is the man for you. Yes. 
daddies with a good voice for radio and maybe not a good face for radio. <laughs> Stop. You're right, right? very nice looking. So, Stop. <laughs> I think, you know, so yeah, there's so much I have to say about this. So I've been, first of all, let me say, I've been talking to people about prep. And normally my soapbox about prep is take it, remember it is not protection from everything. It is not even 100% protection from HIV. But now we have people who are truly abstaining, who are truly staying home and doing the right thing that, as you said, is socially responsible, not even just personally responsible. So now the question is, you know, do I need PrEP? Can I safely stop PrEP? You know, what are the things that I can do to, you know, is this the right thing? And sometimes it's just a, 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 an issue of cost, right? I'm taking a pill that, that's, you know, going to help prevent me from getting HIV, but I'm also not getting laid or not doing the laying. So, you know, is there, is there value in it? Um, so I've, you know, I've, I've reconsulted with, with infectious disease experts and, you know, this is what in healthcare we often refer to as a medication vacation. Um, and that can sound kind of fun, you know, medication vacation, it's gonna, you know, it's, it's not what you hear on schoolhouse rock. mind. You. No, no. Um, but, but maybe it should be. Uh, you know, I think when we talk about this, that you know, so when we talk about medication vacations, that's good for the body. That's good to give your system an opportunity to get a little bit of a break. Um, and so it's not a bad thing. If you choose to do that, consult with your infectious disease doc, um, you know, just to make sure the general guidelines are, are fairly straightforward from the CDC and the profession. You know, if you haven't been sexually active in the last three days and you decide to choose to, to stop PrEP, you can. Um, the recommendation is, uh, you know, about seven days if it's an anal sex kind of thing, um, you know, before it's really kind of back in your system. So you could take a break for the week that we're going to be home, the two weeks that we're going to be home, that God only knows how long we're going to be home, and save that money at the very least, right? Um, you know, so that's the first thing. So, and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not an infectious disease expert, but I'm just saying that these are generally the guidelines. Shoot your infect, shoot whoever's prescribing you um, prep an email, validate that in your situation, this is a safe thing to do. But it means that you truly have to be safe. Yeah. And that takes us to the next piece of the puzzle. I'm going to bet that when all of this is said and done, we are going to see a meteoric decline in STIs this month, right? You know, we don't, we don't do surveillance. You know, it'd be amazing if we tracked like, you know, herpes outbreaks and syphilis and gonorrhea and whatever the way we're tracking COVID. Um, I think it would scare a few people into, into being more responsible sexually. But so let, now let's talk about the apps. I think the apps, I don't know what their volume is like. I would have to hope that their volume has dropped. Um, I know that I haven't been on those in a while. Um, I do admit I kind of like, you know, Hinge, Tinder and whatnot, because they're theoretically a dating app. Yeah. You meet somebody, create a, you know, we could create a virtual Meet as in M-E-E-T, not M-E-A-T, -E which is right? the other, you know, yeah. Meet and chat with somebody online and see, you know, right? And, and have like an intellectual conversation before a physical conversation. Um, well, because you could, yeah, because you could go back to what we talked about earlier, Ed, where you have a drink or 12 and you, you're lonely and then you go to the app and then you go, well, it's just one meeting. How bad could it be? Right. And, and ask, ask the person, right? Ask everybody else in the world who's 
you know, who's had just that one meeting and ended up testing positive for X, right? You know, and I think I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed with the people that I know from, from App World who have texted me, you know, because we've, we've, we've matured to the point where, hey, you know, it's okay. Let's, you know, we now know each other. How about a text message instead of app connection? I've never heard a booty call sound more intellectual than what you just said. Yeah, we've, we've, moved, we've graduated to that right, you now have okay. my cell phone number. Fair enough, right? Hey, how you doing, right? You know, well, it's, better than, it's better than going to the bar and somebody typing <laughs> in their cell phone number in your phone only to find out later it's, you know, it's a 7-Eleven. Um, but not that that's ever happened to me. Yes, it's happened to me. <laughs> oh, um, but, uh, you know, I think that the, the thing that we have to look at is, is, you know, I'm just, I'm disappointed in the people that have, you know, reached out to me. It's like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Or are you one of those people who's social distancing? Yeah. Uh, hell yes, I am. And again, I look at it as, you know, this is my personal safety, but it's also yours. It's the personal safety of, um, of the community because I, I'm, I'm hoping I don't, uh, hoping I'm not carrying the COVID. I don't know. I mean, I am a healthcare professional. Um, I've been, again, like I said, fortunate that a lot of my work has become virtual. I'm doing my best to stay safe, but it's the same thing for everybody else. You know, if you're the one who's like, I'm bored, I'm going out, I don't care. Um, fine, don't care about yourself, but care about your community. Care about the healthcare worker that's going to end up treating you if you do get sick enough. Um, you know, if you're 20 something or 18, or if you're listening to this and you're, you know, and you're 14, um, oh, you know, yeah, oh, I'm going to be fine. I'm, you know, I'm young, like that, those idiots that were down in spring break. Um, Which we're finding out a lot of them had it. Right. And, caught and, it. Are now, yeah. and are now actually sick. Oh my God, yeah. go figure. Science, boys and girls. Um, but when we're looking at stuff, we're thinking about this kind of thing and we're saying, wait a second you know, it's, it's the fact that you might survive this, you know, you might end up on a ventilator and might survive. That's assuming we have a ventilator for you. You might be okay, but you left, you, this is going to sound so sexy on your pod. This is also something that's never been said on your podcast. You're going to, you're going to do viral shedding, you, mm. right? You're going to leave virus behind for somebody else to pick up. You know, we, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, we it, know that it lasts on surfaces for different amounts of time. We believe that it could also aerosolize and be in the air around you, you know, under under the perfect circumstance. Thank you for describing what that word meant. But yeah, go ahead. you know, we know that it's going to be there. We know that your cough or sneeze travels six feet ish. That's why the six foot mark, you know, thing is is there. It's not like the cooties are going to jump off you and spray <laughs> six feet. That's another that's another video that um, I'm going to wait to try to find on you know, Pornhub. But well, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that because you were talking yeah, about that I mentioned Pornhub. <laughs> well, well, because I can the transition. Oh, okay. All right. Um, let's, let's bridge this. Because <laughs> I'm a professional. Don't try this at sorry, home. Sorry. Uh, with this, even though I'm trying it at my home. Um, so and I had a word this because um, it's the first time this will be mentioned. I sent you a, a sign that I guess they're hanging in New York City somewhere uh-huh. about rimming. Yeah, yes. And I would imagine if you were listening to this podcast, you know what it is. And if you don't Google it, you'll find out quick um, that they're encouraging you not to do not it to at do this it. time. Right. Please uh, explain why. 
Um, have you been asked this as a as a nurse? Probably not. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, are you kidding? I, you know, one of the things that I love most about my my life in in nursing is is watching light bulbs go off. And you know, it, years of years of being in the emergency room, having people come in with like really, really, really just absolutely horrible um, sore throats, lots of throat swelling, and lots of pussy stuff in the background, and you know, and discussing with them that um, uh, you have gonorrhea. And, and then of the face of, of the throat and they're like well how did that happen i'm like um it's called oral sex and mm. like, i thought you couldn't get an sti from oral sex uh, your friend in the locker room told you something wrong um <laughs> sorry in the locker room at the steam room right yeah. wherever mm. you know it doesn't work that way it's um you know all it takes is one little itty bitty bitty uh you know single cell organism but uh, <laughs> geez where were we going oh yes rimming sorry we went from oral straight down to rimming. That's kind of often how it actually happens. Um, so I'm told. Uh, <laughs> Mom, if you're listening. Yeah. Well, the uh, social distancing, it's been a while. I understand. Right. Well, yeah. So I think, yeah. So what we know about COVID is, is it's, uh, it's basically passed through bodily fluids. Um, so blood, saliva, um, and feces. So um, while you're down in that neighborhood, um, you have an opportunity. So for those of you who are listening who don't know what rimming is, it is not what you're doing by putting a, a tire um, on the rim of your car. No. Um, it, um, you should put a rubber on it. That's a different sure? conversation. Well, hey. Uh, but um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's um, oral to anal contact and um there is a whole lot of bacteria in our feces a whole lot of other stuff including if if it's there the covid virus so we have a lot of people normally who you know who end up with an sti um uh, as a result of rimming um end up with really really bad uh, uh gi problems as a result of rimming and of course now covid so um you know people just don't don't put the pieces together you know uh our our GI tract, the higher part of our GI tract, is a higher acidity. Um, may we, you know, I, I don't, I'm not aware of any research personally. May help break down, uh, you know, the exposure risk to to COVID if it's going through your your digestive tract. Um, but if it's made it that far that it's come out the back end, uh, this is my supposition. Not, I'm again not a virologist, not somebody who studies viruses. You know, if, if something's made it that far um, and survived that, it probably is gonna cause an infection. You know, um, I I applaud DC Public Health. I applaud them for coming out and being so forward as to say these are things your community should not be doing. You know, wear a body condom, whatever, shake hands from afar. Um, a salute your- is always nice. Yeah, right. Well, you know, sometimes certain parts of our body salute involuntarily, even in our 50s. Um, Sorry. But, you know, I mean, these are things that, you know, that this, we have to be good citizens. We have to be more aware. You know, we have to, right, people are learning how to wash their hands. You know, they're, they're in their 40s, their 50s, and nobody ever said how long you should be washing your hands. Nobody ever explained that, you know, the World Health Organization says, you know, you start by rubbing your hands together, whether it's hand sanitizer or soap and water, you rub your hands together, interlace your fingers, 
um, right? You know, then you get the tops, I don't, you know, you, you get the tops that your fingers spread so that you're getting the webs of, of both sides. Every time you know, I wash my hands now, I feel like I'm in Grace Anatomy. Exactly. I mean, you know, you do the, you do the thumb thing for each thumb, uh, and then you end by doing the fingertips and the palms of your hands, and then rinse, or then allow the alcohol sanitizer that nobody really has access to, you know, to, to dry, um, using a clean towel to dry, not the dirty dish rag that's been there for six months. You know, all of these other kinds of things. I mean, these are the things that are going to keep us healthiest in this time. And, you know, the physical, the physical distancing, and I do like physical distancing as a phrase more than social distancing, because I think, you know, if I distance myself socially from my world, that's when the depression, that's when the, the, the challenges of life are going to come into play. But if we're, what we're really talking about is, is the physical distance. Um, friends of mine in New Jersey, a uh, family member of mine in, in New Jersey last night at the, this, this virtual party was telling me they did a party in the backyard with chairs 10 feet apart from each other. And they hung out, everybody brought their own beverages, everybody brought their own food. You know, this is maybe, I mean, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, we don't know enough yet, but it's certainly better than than what other people are doing. A friend of mine posted on social media recently, you know, a line of people waiting to pick up their coffee. It's like, nobody's, ten, nobody's six feet apart of each other. They're all sitting on top of each other. You know, you are, with all due respect to that server, you are, you know, you are picking up whatever it is they have, whatever it is that anybody else has in that, in that store. We're putting it on paper that we now know it can, it can hold out for hours, if not days on paper, depending upon the temperature and, and other factors. You're now transferring it to your hand. The person behind you um, is breathing and leaving particulate on your clothes that you're taking home to your family and your kids who are gonna come home and, you know, and, or whatever, you know, all of these factors. We need to be socially conscious and we need to, to tough it out. We need to socially, we need to socially interact, physically distance, and if at all possible, if you know, if you are spiraling, if you are depressed, you need to find help. You know, uh, Trevor Pop Project has those great chat rooms. Um, you know, if you need it, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline has chat rooms and has a phone number that you can call. And you know, I have that. That mm -hmm. is one eight hundred two seven three eighty two fifty five. Again, that's one eight hundred. 273-8255 and it is the suicide prevention lifeline and all you if you don't want to call them you can go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org that's suicidepreventionlifeline.org thank you ed for bringing them up yeah no and they have they have chats and they have all sorts of other things the trevor project which is of course the trevorproject.org is another organization um for our community and they um, do such wonderful work absolutely and, wonderful you know, and if you have an opportunity to contribute something, you know, that's a great organization, you know, that, that supports uh, young LGBT folks year round. And, you know, it is going to be the younger folks who are, are perhaps more challenged with, you know, with this, this situation. The, our younger community is, you know, <laughs> they're used to being out and about. They're used to being you know, they're, they're more used to the hookups, they're more used to, you know, going out with friends and doing something social. It's, you know, um, Sunday brunch, Saturday brunch, Tuesday brunch, you know, Wednesday brunch, whatever, <laughs> um, you know, hitting the bars, hitting, um, you know, hitting the clubs, uh, you know, whatever it is, hitting the 
S&M dungeons or, or whatever. And all of those places, hopefully. Okay, uh, that's another term that we've never brought up on the hour, uh, Jimmy. Okay. okay. Let me well, write that you know. one down. Okay. Uh, dungeon. Okay. <laughs> These are and all amazing want... things. And, it, and it's changing changing the world for especially for those younger people you know you and i unfortunately you and i are somewhat more comfortable with this in theory because a we've we've maybe slowed down a little bit you know we've we've you're, you you know you've settled down you've got not settled but settled down and i have five jobs i'm right. tired you have five jobs you're you're, <laughs> you're lucky that your income is still going there are people our age that are that are now unemployed yes they, they yes afford to yeah. go anywhere um, you know, there are, you know, it's, it's a different world. And you and I remember other crises, like similar to this, you know, unfortunately, some of us, you know, were too young or didn't even exist to, to know 9-11. We know other, uh, you know, other crises. We were talking the other day, I remember not necessarily a world crisis, but I remember something that just, you know, shocked everybody was the Challenger explosion. Um, you know, there are people out there that, that remember, you know, the Kennedy assassination and how that changed the world. And of or course, remember, yeah, remember here in D.C. when we had the sniper shooting and exactly. about people were afraid of leaving their homes here, or zigzagging to the gas station. I mean, absolutely, the sniper situation. I, and you know, the, the when he um, when he struck at the Home Depot, uh, you know, here in Virginia, I had been at that Home Depot earlier in the day, and you know, it just, just you know, horrifying. Um, but we also, our community, the LGBTQ community, we remember the massive HIV AIDS crisis of the, you know, and, and remember how that taught us about infection risk, how that taught us as a community, you know, how, how we could be fearful of, of something um, and how, unfortunately, other people feared us. Well, Ed, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking your time, especially your birthday weekend. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. And you're so cleaned up with that party that you had at your place with over 30 people. Uh, but I want to <laughs> thank you um, very much. Ed, if somebody wants to follow you on social media, how would they do that? On Twitter and Instagram, I'm Ed Stern. It's E-D-S-T-E-R-N. And then at the end of it, R-N again is in registered nurse. So it's Ed Stern, R-N. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate your time. Um, and I want to thank you for listening to Out With Jimmy. And again, thank you to WTOP and Julia Ziegler. I couldn't broadcast there uh, today, but I, hear, I am here at the Ramada Gym, my home. So thank you very much. And uh, remember, you'll never know when the last time you'll be able to tell somebody you love them. So go ahead and do it.